It would be the right thing to do, to just punish that motherfucker. Cut his head off like guillotine style. The mental decapitation of somebody is pretty, uh, uh, it's pretty satisfying. Yeah, you can take that out of context, by the way, I don't care. <laughs> Instead of being in this constant anxious state, like almost sexually repressed, but then like, intellectually. That's like the most IGJ thing I've ever said. Um. <laughs> Bonjour, bitches. Welcome to a new episode of Croissant Hours. I'm your host, Shisui Croissant. And today, um, we're here back. We're uh, all excited uh, this time. <laughs> Trying to rework my schedule again because I've um, kind of been slacking behind. Still doing weekly uploads, but uh, I'm trying to move back to Wednesday again, uh, like you guys care. Anyway, um, yeah, I actually have some things I wanted to talk about this episode because I've been uh, reading again, which is great because uh, I get a lot of ideas from reading because, you know, to use your life. And um, currently I've uh, I've rec I recently I read uh, Animal Farm 1984 and uh, The Social Contract like by George Orwell and uh, Rousseau. Um, they're pretty good books. I like them. Um, I'm going to talk about them a little. Um, kind of give my thoughts on them. This is like, see this as a, a, a foreplay to an actual book review at some point in the future or like proper analysis, right? Where I can use philosophical thought in a semi-intellectual manner, right? Even though I don't consider myself intellectual or smart, anything like that. But, you know, you know what I mean? Um, emulating, I suppose. So... Um, yeah, I would start off with, uh, like, Animal Farm and, uh, 1984. Uh, I liked 1984 more. Um, I mean, I think the first half was maybe a little lacking. Um, or not, not the, the half, middle half, it was more like, uh, uh, spoiler alert if you haven't read it. Basically, when he receives Goldstein's book, um, I thought that whole chapter or like that whole part was so drawn out because um, it was just an excuse for Orwell to like show his worldview uh, and like his, how do you call it? It was like an excuse. I don't know if, if, many, if many authors do this, but they put like a certain plot. I don't know what the word is, but basically they put a certain plot point so they can like convey their personal message. And it's sometimes so blatant and annoying that I'm like, okay, can you not? Can you just show it by action, right? Uh, the whole section about, uh, and for those who don't know, basically uh, the main character, uh, uh, Winston Smith, or Smith Winston, no, Winston Smith, uh, he um, is in the dystopian world, right? You've always seen images from 1984 and shit. Um, and, you know, at a certain point, he decides to join a faint rebellion that may exist, may or not exist, and then he has to receive the book, which is interesting, by the way, because the book is, uh, like, the, the Bible, if you translate it literally, um, from, like, Greek to just English, you get the book as well, which I thought was funny, like, hey, Orwell, are you trying to point to the direction that the book is some type of banned holy relic? Uh, of an ancient time that holds the true rules of the universe. Mm, interesting, right? Um, but yeah, I notice um, with a lot of these authors, uh, they, they really like to impose their own message very d directly by just giving one character like a, a really long monologue. And I mean, that's kind of why I like uh, Dostoevsky more. Um, 
than uh, Orwell in his in his writing because uh, Dostoevsky really um, puts uh, ideologies and viewpoints against each other, right? And really likes likes to fight it out. Um, and um, sure, I'd like at the end of the books they kind of explain what Dostoevsky's point with it was, but I don't like that. I'm like. Yeah, you're kind of taking out the magic of the story, you know what I mean? Where you're just like, okay, this is what I meant with all of this. Um, you know, I think um, Charlie Kaufman has a good uh, perspective on it. The second, and maybe also David Bowie, I don't know if he said the same thing, but it's basically, once you put, put a piece of art out, like it's no longer yours, right? It's also, I think, explained in uh, Perennial Cellar by Ryan, Ho Ryan Holiday, the book, um, that once you put out a piece of art, it's no longer yours, right? How people perceive it, how people... Um, uh, praise it or critique it that's not up to you anymore like it's 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 an entity of its own right it's it's a certain detachment with it right um you can you can try to instigate a certain legacy for yourself but if that legacy pans out a different way well it's not up to you anymore right like for for example if you want to have children right you want to have a shit ton of children like me um your legacy is that those children exist right it's it's not up to you as your right um to decide what they are gonna do in their life like it's it's separate right maybe there's a philosophical term for this i don't know but um in in the it within the decision itself it was up to you right um but once that um thing you desired has come to an actual uh, tangible existence it's a separate entity from your desire if that makes sense i don't want to sound too complicated here um but like um the same with, I would say, with with, with uh, books or art, right? Or at least uh, with the, with messages and stuff. I think you should keep your... Sure, you can intertwine your message, right? Or your moral or what you observe. But I, I like it way more when the author doesn't know himself, right? Not in a, like, postmodernist annoying way. Like, oh, it's all up to interpretation, I guess. Like, that's, that's really annoying. Like, it does have a clear um, thing it's pointing to, a direction it's looking at. But it's not necessarily saying um it's it, it's it's x y or z right um because uh, i mean maybe for some people it's harder to like uncover that within the story i notice um i mean maybe for example animal that's part of the reason why i liked animal farm way less um it's because the the message is so blatantly clear like okay you're referring to communism okay we get it it's like you're 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 referring to totalitarian regimes because you lived in like the 1930s and that's when those uh regimes were instigated uh, a lot right um and then literally the the mantra like i thought the whole mantra of like uh what is it uh x party uh, good uh y party bad i thought that was like a a joke or something that people used um, but that's literally written in the book, and um, it's it's a very blatant message. Um, although the, the the ending is pretty good, though I would say I think Oral is is pretty good at making like very despairing endings. Um, if you don't, I don't like him necessarily because you know I thrive on hope because I'm a very hopeful person. I would say, um, but yeah, despair really frightens me. Like uh, really. Uh, I guess, yeah, you sure you can say like ITJ has to worry about the, the collective future, right? Because um, ultimately they realize, oh fuck, if the collective future is fucked, I'm fucked because I won't have any freedoms, right? So, um, yeah, again, back to 1984. Um, I mean, it's, I think the, the, the last part, like the last third 
uh with the whole torture stuff that was amazing i, li I like that part a lot um like the, i would say that's the same that, like they're split in three parts right uh Part one is pretty good at establishing the world. Part two was a little, I would say, drawn out. And certain things could definitely be cut, like that whole Goldstein chapter, because it just blatantly explains how the world is set. Um, it would have been, like, almost better if the there was, like, a sense of ambiguity, ambiguity, what's the word? Ambiguous, ambiguous, ambiguity, ambiguity, ambiguity. I can't fucking talk. SCN Fury is killing himself right now. Anyway, um, basically, uh, if there was more an air of mystery to it, right? Um, but now it's just blatantly explained that, oh, okay, this is like how Goldstein wanted to have this socialism and like, okay, that, that's clearly the socialism is a reference to uh, like communism and all that crap. Even though Orwell later admitted that like um, World War II is practically won because of Stalin, which is such a dumb analysis, such a dumb conclusion to make. Um, like it was just uh it was just uh the soviet union that won uh even though it was a you know it's it's better than the vision that uh the us and and britain did it uh but it's just it's just shallow thinking like oh I, i'll justify a mass the possibly the biggest mass murderer uh like among the top 10 at least together with like mao like mao i think mao and genghis khan are like probably the wasn't I don't know if Genghis Khan was more. And to be fair, like, how can you measure Genghis Khan? Like, it was so fucking long ago. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it, I think it's just an estimation. Sure, you can also say that with the Soviet Union, right? Because so many fucking people died. But as Jordan Peterson said in, a, in an interview at some point, it's like, well, after, like, the, the first couple million, you kind of made your point already. Um, kind of like that. Um, so... Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> I tend to notice, by the way, people like it when I do Jordan Peterson impressions, so m m might make a uh, compilation on that, stay tuned. Um, so, uh, or do like some dumb fucking dub with it, or meme. Uh, anyway, um, I was gonna say, yeah, so overall it's pretty good. I don't know if I can necessarily give it a rating yet, because it has to sink in a bit. Um, uh, was it was it kind of what I expected it to be? Yes. Um, was it satisfactory? Yes. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good book. Like, but I think it's been praised a little too much in terms of how great it is. Like, I would say I liked Brave New World more because uh, it it shows more the true reality of things. I would say because uh, the distinction between 1984 and a Brave New World, right, is that. In 1984, it's enforced by the government, right? Like, there's no will. It's all it's all in the in the in the hands of the government, and like their their only uh, their only aim is to make everything worse in 1984, right? Which I think is like unsustainable. Which you know, Winston po points out in a book like this, unsustainable because the human will will uh, uh, win, right? And I think it's only in fictional scenarios where that's possible, because ultimately there's going to be rebellion, right? And they're always, like, fictional uh, dystopian ideas where it's, like, that's why it's called dystopian, I guess. Um, where, like, what's the word? I think dystopians that could be very, like, very, very true are the most scary dystopian because it's, at the point, it's not it's not a dystopian anymore as in, like, a untangible negative vision. It's, like, this could actually happen, right? Um, you know, uh, I was going to say... But yeah, and, uh, it's, it, it will be, un I, I also believe that it will be unsustainable. Um, 
for like the whole world basically right because they're like divided in three uh massive states like oceania oceania and uh east asia and uh eurasia i think um that will be unsustainable in the long term right because um i mean i don't have the exact reasoning but like it's 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 such a large population and such a large uh number to control like there will always be like small retaliations and um though um in recent times it's and for technology which the book also argues um it's been easier to control people which i definitely agree with um and but ultimately um i explain this um like say say you control like a region like russia or something or like africa right that's so goddamn massive like you would have to like deforest everything you have to you would have to have a plane factory at every turn and a and a and a camera or telescreen as they call it because you know 1930s technology wasn't as advanced um a telescreen at every single corner on the globe like the the it, it's sure it's possible right um but but a world like that wouldn't sustain itself and especially if your aim is only to create cause more suffering more uh poorness like that's not sustainable people will die out right the, the more you abolish um the idea of reprodu uh, reproduction um the less the human species will survive so your regime won't continue and you can you can think of all kinds of philosophical or administrative tricks to uh keep it going as long as you can but ultimately your your population will decrease unless you like um enable something like artificial wombs right or artificial uh societies where you just breed people for machines right um but even that's like there will be some sense of uh consciousness some sense of rebellion like you can see this in ergo proxy right like even the people made from test tubes and all that stuff um they still have the idea of free will and you know you can also argue the same for uh uh robots or ai right at some point they're gonna get sentient and they're gonna rebel to the established order and this is i mean this is going kind of into the idea of like um master and slave mentality that nietzsche talked about even though i haven't read i mean i've read parts of the stuff but i haven't read actually like a full book of his um but i think that's what, what that's about where it's like it's a constant struggle between those uh two and it's funny because it's another book i want to go into like uh Huzo, uh argues that um true christians are slaves um which probably pissed off some people right now but let me explain it's basically what i think i i thought about it and i was like yeah it's kind of like a true christian will always uh kneel or bow down or have humility um towards uh god so we will always be in a um what is it repenting or, or a specific position or to a higher master than himself therefore a true christian is a true slave right um which is funny and interesting uh and it's also funny that um that uh Rousseau kind of argued for um or argued against slavery which is which is kind of cool uh considering the times because it was like 17 something when he wrote it 1730 i'm just saying something something around that uh, period it's like around the enlightenment uh and he was already arguing how logically it wouldn't benefit a society if they if slavery was a thing and i'm like huh that's interesting um <laughs> like um 
not being like, oh my god, he's so good, like he argued against slavery. I think that's such a stupid fucking, um, what's the word? I think it's so uh, black and white thinking in that regard, right? Um, am I saying slavery is okay? Uh, not necessarily, but like, I think any, um, what's the word? Any moral or ethical extreme has nuance, right? It's like the more you look at it as an obvious given, uh, the more I think people are, that's like a clear sign of ignorance, right? It's like, yeah, of course murder bad. And you're like, mm, I mean, you can argue like, you know, like is euthanasia okay then, right? Like, so like the, when you simplify the act like that, that you could be like, okay, so willing uh, murder is bad or something like that, right? Or well, um, murder with intention of harm is bad you know you can that i guess that's like what philosophy is all about um and i will go way more into philosophy by the way i'm not even a like templar or uh philosopher type but like i still uh think there is value in that because you know expands your mind and uh you know makes me smarter because you know te users especially and, and integers especially like I basically get smarter um, from the people around me. And sure, Nietzsche, Rousseau, uh, George Orwell, they're like not around me right now, but like their, spe their speech exists and therefore I can absorb their uh, TI, even though Nietzsche was a TE user, but whatever. Um, um, I can absorb their smarts and therefore I sound smarter. <laughs> uh, surprise, surprise. I do care actually about being smart, but like, um, yeah, it's like an endless perfectionistic pro process. And that's why I always say I'm a fucking idiot. Because, uh, you know, I think it's better to play the fool. Um, you know, it's, it's like uh, it's like Jesus said in Matthew, what is it? Fuck, 18, 1 to 3. I don't, I'm like, 18, 1 to 4. Well, I'm, I'm reciting Bible verses. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> never thought I would get atheist from full on atheist to a scientific atheist to fucking citing religion that's that's just character development everyone um so yeah um I, I was something about uh i'm paraphrasing here um then uh who among us is like most fits in the kingdom of god or something like that and uh jesus was like uh if you don't if you all if you all act according to a child um those are most welcome or like the highest am uh, among heaven and um it was in Jordan Peterson, uh, in Beyond Order, and that's what that's why I remember it. Um, but I thought it was an interesting point. I'm like, yeah, and and uh, Marcel uh, Marcel Proust uh, argue, ar also argues for like the mentality and um, perception of a ch uh, child, right? The 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 innocent look of a child w on the world, right? Like if a child looks outside or around him, everything has endless potential, right? And I think. Um, Dostoevsky kind of argued the same in uh, The Idiot, right? Or, uh, what is it, Drug? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Drug is friend. Um, Durak, right? That's that's the Russian word. My pronunciation is terrible, by the way. All the Russian people watching me right now are like, oh my god, what the fuck did he just say? Um, yeah, um, basically, uh, that's it's the idea that uh, when uh, he was, uh, Dostoevsky was brought to, um, what is it, the execution stand for like... Um, political reasons right because he was like a, a political activist or something like for like a socialist group or some shit like that um so when he was being detained and brought to execution he um described this prolific feeling um f from the from from basically the, the small 
uh, walk towards his death, basically, towards uh, this, this, what is it, firing squad. Um, everything around him uh, suddenly had infinite depth to it, an infinite meaning, right? Like, almost like a euphoric feeling around every single thing around him. It's like almost the opposite of nihilism, right? Because nihilism is like, whatever happens, whatever is in existence, nothing means anything, and it has no depth. It's all just, you know, nothing, basically. Everything is nothing. Um, but yeah, um... In, in, in Dostoevsky's regard, it's like everything is everything, right? Um, everything around me, every single object, every single thing I experience right now has infinite depth to it, right? And uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, that's, that's kind of a, almost a childlike state, right? Um, that you return to. It's, it's the most true to you. It's the most uh, intrinsic to your soul, even though I'm not even a soul temple here. Um, but, you know, it's most intrinsic to who you are. Um, and, well, Proust argues we should uh, be more like children. Sure, he... I think in his case, it's it's a little more, like, nostalgic, right? And that's a little annoying, because I, I, I don't... I don't buy the idea of nostalgia being a proper fuel to live on, right? Um, maybe I misinterpreted his message in that, uh, and I haven't actually read all of uh, all of On uh, Cherche, was it On Cherche du, uh, du Temps Perdu, something like that. Uh, and and Nat, nah, don't kill me for that French pronunci pronunciation, by the way. I don't know the exact title. So um, yeah, I think it's really. Um, it's returning to a childlike state, right? It's it's returning to... I say childlike, and I don't mean how to explain this. It's more like the seeing infinite depth in every opportunity, in every second, and therefore your life is eternity, right? Because, you know, in, in terms of logic, like, a thing that um, holds more meaning and is more unique, right, uh, holds more significance, and uh, you remember more. So the more uniqueness you have in life the longer your life in perception, right? So a life of a hundred years can feel like a thousand because every single day is different. Like the, the more you live in mundanity, 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 is that the word? I don't know. Mundanity, <laughs> mundanity, um, <laughs> Alcibiades. Um, why can I say that, but not the other word? Like that's so retarded. Um, so yeah, if, if, if you live in uh, mundanity, or I guess, if you live on repetition, basically, um, I would argue your lifespan or your perception of your lifespan is shorter, right? There, there's a reason why you think in childhood, like it lasted way longer. Like one year in your childhood um, is like 10 years, right? But then you're like, you're like 30 and it's, you know, sure it's an uh, exponential decrease, right? Because if you're 30, one year is 130th. If you're 80, it's 180th. Um, you know, one year if you're one year old, well, that's, <laughs> that's uh, one divided by one is one, right? Uh, you know, then it's half, then it's uh, 25%, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's like diminishing returns in terms of uh, uniqueness, in terms of, uh, I guess, but th th that's why I would argue um, that's not permanent, right? Because if you actually, like some things are consistent, right? Like you have to take a piss, you have to sleep, you have to do all this crap, but the more you fill your life with uniqueness, right? Which I think a lot of people are not doing, like not exposing themselves to new ideas, not exposing themselves to um, different locations. So, sure, I understand some people don't have the freedom or financials or just the situation to actually manifest that, you know, unlike you fucking SE demons out, here, out there or like you NTPs who just 
completely disregard the context of people's living conditions. Like, oh, I, I suffered and I, I made it, so therefore, um, therefore you motherfuckers can also do it. It's like, um, yeah, no, like, and I'm not trying to like put myself above these people. It's more of a, I'm trying to um, relativize, is that the word? Um, their situations, right? Because I can see, at least I feel, um, that there are situations where something is not the case, right? In terms of, I think ENFPs can admit it more because, you know, TI Trickster, uh, but especially like Crusaders, they could just like, okay, this is how it is and this is how it was and this is how it's ever, uh, how it's forever going to be. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, please, bro. Like, <laughs> you're not right about everything and you're not, like, you are you have blind spots. I mean, I talked about this last episode and I think even the one before that. Um, it's, uh, was gonna say um there are different contexts between that right i kind of lost my train of thought a little um but yeah i would say generally just returning to a childlike state of mind where everything is um just look, looking at anything around you and um having a profound uh, experience of meaning and uh, depth to it right like that would be I mean, you could say that person is kind of insane, which uh, or like an idiot, which Dostoevsky um, argues, right? Like that kind of person is kind of a fool. Like everything around him is amazing and euphoric. Like that person can't be sane, right? Because um, I mean, maybe out of envy, people think that like, how can he be so happy about everything? You know, it's kind of like the archetype, uh, archetype of somebody like Mr. Peanut Butter from Bojack Horseman, who just like enjoys everything and is never actually sad. Okay, sure, he, he is, but like he puts on the perception he's never sad and he's just positive all the time, much to um, Bojack's envy. And that's kind of why he despises him. Um, well, he doesn't despise him. I think it's, by the way, like uh, Mr. Peanut Butter is something like, probably like, uh, oh, he must be in a or otherwise his relationship with, uh, well, how's she called? Fuck. Uh, Diane wouldn't work, right? Because Diane is like an INFJ. So, like, I don't know, some, like, ESFJ or something who just loves everything in life. Uh, it comes across as an ESFP, though. Um, comes across emphasis. Um, so, I was going to say... Um, fuck. Lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I guess it's just, like having that perception of life and kind of being a fool in that regard is uh, something we should strive for because, you know, as Jesus said, um, about being like, oh my God, bow down to Jesus or whatever the fuck. Um, I'm not a full convinced Christian, maybe yet, you know. Um, but like, it is true what he said in that regard. Like, if we take the lowly position of a child or have the perception of a child within life, um, well, you're, you create the best heaven because he, I see heaven as... The, uh, heaven is not like, okay, I'm, I'm here, on, you know, this is life, and then I die, and then I go to heaven, like, no, Earth. maybe that exists, right? Maybe. Um, but, like, I think the real-life heaven bears way more responsibility, because that's kind of what Christianity is about, right? It's about uh, overcoming your suffering, embracing your suffering. Um, you know, so literally... It's literally the cross, right? It's bearing your load, bearing, bearing your load, a load of this, get a load of this guy. Um, my sexual brain can't turn off. Sorry, I'm an INTJ. Sorry, you can't help it. Um, what was I going to say? Um, fuck. Yeah, taking the lowly position has like creates the best form of heaven. And I think heaven is on earth and we should strive to create it on earth instead of being like, okay, well, I'm, I'm a good person, I guess. And hopefully I end up in heaven. It's like, well, <laughs> It's, it's rather that you 
create heaven here now, right? Like otherwise, otherwise everything can have uh, the attitude of uh, no consequence, right? It's like you can, you're kind of more laid back about life in that regard. There's no urgency anymore, right? And that for some people that creates um, tranquility and um, faith. That's true. Uh, on the other hand, it can create uh, laziness. It can create um, dependence, right? Uh, I mean, it's kind of that, that scene in Mr. Robot, right? Where Elliot kind of describes religion as uh, a drug dealer of, of hope, um, which makes sense, right? In some regard. Um, and that we're all, uh, we're all hooked on that and we can't uh, escape it, basically. I'm like, well, first off, Elliot, I'd rather be an addict to hope than uh, a total nihilist and wanting to kill myself and, you know, be lonely all day. Um, so let me think for a bit. Um, how does that relate to 1984 movement types, right? I can't fucking make up, make up my mind about anything or, like, <laughs> have a clear structure. Well, I guess if I write it out... Um, yeah, I guess considering that, like, I mean, I, I looked at all those things and um, well, uh, I'll, I'll first make this point and I'll talk about the social, social contract more. Um, basically, um, I think they coincide into to a, uh, a bigger picture, right? I'm sure it's just abstract me talking um, about, uh, I mean, many things, 1984 and uh, Animal Farm and uh, even the social contract to some degree. And like all the books from Dostoevsky, it kind of goes back to the same thing. And I know I know the similarities like that uh, more and more, but I will get into that in a second. Uh, anyway, cut this part off. Um, next topic uh, being uh, the social contract, which was an interesting, interesting piece of philosophy. So, excuse me. Um, uh, yeah, there were some uh, cool insights about, um, I would say the nature of affiliativeness um, I, I kind of describe it with some, or um, try to explain it to uh, to a couple people in the in my server, which you can join by the way in the description. Join my Discord. Um, <laughs> um, about it's kind of like I, I always saw affiliativeness as oh these people are doing this out of the kindness of their hearts and like you know the FE just really cares about somebody, but it's actually like no. Um, I mean could be, but like not always apparently because. Uh, Rousseau um, argues that it is in the best interest, um, uh, almost in the best self-interest of somebody to, and I could be misinterpreting what he said, by the way, this is just what I got out of it. Um, it's like, it's in the best interest of, of well, he says every person. Um, if he really truly acts out of self-interest, he would um, care about, um, what, what's the word? The, basically the capacity of natural will which is the will of one person right like the natural freedoms one uh, wants to possess um will not exceed the general will of uh or civil will i think he calls it um of like a large group because the things that are capable within with the general will or with a uh a more populous will i suppose a more general will uh, is not uh, the same it could be like for example um your natural will um will not cultivate like more farmlands you can only uh farm as much as you can right you can only have an army 
uh, or you can only fight off so many people, uh, right? Uh, ultimately, numbers uh, win out in that regard. Like one, you can be a one-man army, but like still, a, a large enough army will defeat you. Uh, but if you have many one-man armies, um, you know you will always have a stronger force. So he argues, this is how what I got of it that uh, acting out of self, even if even if acting out of self-interest or the ones that are acting out of self-interest, um, the best outcome for them is to bind together uh, or like have a general will that goes in the same direction, right? Um, so the natural will is inferior to the general will, uh, which I thought was interesting because I was always, again, I was I had the impression that uh, affiliated folk really did it for uh, a semblance of cohesion or whatever the fuck. But it's it's really out of, at the end of the day, it's about self-interest. And sure, this, this could be me making make a bit of a leap, but um, I recognize the capability of that, that there is um, a certain capacity for uh, self-interest to it, right? It's like, okay, um, I will have better circumstances and I will have more resources for myself um, if everybody else complies, right? And it's a very, uh, who's uh, is a very logical uh, philosopher, I would say. He's not a very immoral one necessarily. He's very like, well, th if these cases are contradictory, well, then the, the, you know, then this, if this, then that. Um, but he makes he makes a, a way more logical argument for um, ethics and for, because uh, he describes it as morals, but I'm like, nah, bro, you're not describing morals. Like, you're describing, <laughs> You're describing ethics in the regard that you're using logic to deduce something and therefore you make a certain conclusion uh, that everybody else should uh, act according to that to um, suffice, is that the word, or to uh, create a um, better outcome, right? So it's really like a very calculated and cold, self-interested uh, conclusion you really make when you're making a social, uh, social rule, right? It, uh, sure, it, it it ultimately gives off the benefits of a collective or multiple people, um, but the initial thinking was selfish, which I thought was so interesting because I'm like, huh? So all these all these affiliated folks, these ENFJs, these ENFPs, what they're, what they're really doing, right? In 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 the regard of uh, creating these uh, affiliative norms or morals or whatever the fuck, is they're really securing their own place. That's what they care about. I'm like, huh? And sure, maybe again, that may be a bit of a shallow way to look at it because I have a sort of pragmatic view on that. Uh, but it is definitely a, a potential, right? And I, I know that not everybody acts like that or thinks they act like that. But it it makes it, it, it to some degree. It did make sense to me. I'm like, oh, you guys don't really act just because because it's the goodness out of your heart, right? You do this because uh, in the end, you will profit more by doing this. Right, like a true pragmatic would just say, "Well, fuck the social norm. I don't care if I can cultivate less. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna liberate myself, have my own liberty, and I'll have this stupid liberal, uh, civil liberty." Right? I mean, Huso argues that uh, the civil liberty is always greater than uh, what is the personal uh, liberty or the natural uh, freedoms. Right? How? Um, he still says that liber uh, liberty, civil liberty, is still limited, right? But I think he also argues the same for uh, natural uh, liberty, in that um, every uh, individual man still has limitations. Sure, I could be misinterpreting here a bit because I didn't get everything he was saying. Um, yeah, he argues that civil liberty is better. Uh, and he also argued, he made some other interesting points about, um, what's the word? 
well, for example, uh, one of the final points he makes um, is that uh, sometimes a temporary dictator is necessary in a country. And I'm like, huh, that's that's really interesting, right? But he's, he does argue, like, it must be temporary, because otherwise this um, dictator will, you know, he'll try to instigate his own laws, he'll try to have to his own power. It's like the, the dictator is separate from the from uh what was the separate from the sovereign and separate from the government right so he's like he still has um he has no power to change the laws he has no power uh on the morals or anything like that he just has exec well he doesn't actually have executive power um he just creates change for a temporary while but he can't change the laws he, he just executes right um which is kind of weird because you know he, he makes uh, makes a distinction between ex executive power and uh, what is it legislative power. But basically, I, I, he, he argues that a dictator shouldn't have either of those. Right? Uh, it should just end crisis, um, um, distinguish the general will because sometimes the general will. He argues that the general will isn't incorrect. It's just uh, what's the word. Uh, it's just mis misjudging or something like that, which I thought was funny because I'm like, okay, so the general will is always right unless it's wrong. I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> sure, that's a little too much optimism, I would say, in Uhuzo's uh, uh, regard. He also, like, he really likes to suck the dick of, like, lawmakers, how, like, impeccably perfect a lawmaker is um, if, if done right. And I'm like, you're... you're are you accounting for all the anomalies and self-interest of people? And he does, to some degree, but um, I think he's a little too optimistic about the capabilities of a lawmaker or, or as a, of a prince or something like that, right? Um, so, I was going to say... Um, oh, also, which uh, something I resonated with... Um, okay, let me take a sip, by the way, just... Uh, mm, so he argues that the larger estates, um, there should be a ratio between um, the ones ruling and um, the, the amount of subjects, right? Or the, just the amount of people in a country. That, so that's like, you know, foreigners and tradesmen as well, like he counts those as well. So he argues um, it should be like an inverted ratio. So say you have like uh, a thousand people, right? Then like, I don't know if he said a tenth, I don't know the exact... Um, it was, well, again, a ratio, you can't really give numbers, well, you can't give it numbers, but let me explain. So basically, um, if the if the ratio is one to one, it's just, you know, it's whatever. But um, say it's 10, it should be one, uh, what was the word he used? Basically something in government, right? There was a certain term he used, I, I'm too stupid to remember. Um, but basically, um, he argued that the more the amount of inhabitants, um, the fewer... Uh, the amount of uh, rulers there should be, right? Because the, there was something about the, the amount of power you would have in a government or the the dispersement, is that the right word? Uh, or divergence between the interest of those two groups will increase the more people there are in government. So, uh, which which uh, he, he argues the ultimate point of that, right? So if it's a really large state, he says is a, a monarch is best for that. And for a very small uh, community, he says democracy is better um, or the best, right? Because then uh, everybody holds more individual responsibility. There is more um, homogeny, right? Because, uh, you know, if you have more people, you have more interests, so therefore <laughs> more divergence. Um, and if it's really low and, and somewhere between that, it's, just, it's, you know, it's aristocracy or... But he also argues that... Uh, I'll get to, get to that in a second, but basically he argues that monarchies are best 
um, for like really large states. And I'm like, holy shit, I've been arguing this <laughs> with people. I don't know the exact reasoning. I mean, they always also say in 1984, the best information is the one you already knew, right? Something you already knew, but just couldn't articulate it yet, which Jordan Peterson kind of copied in his lectures, which I noticed. Um, so, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so I was arguing that actually, currently in these large ass states, a monarch is really needed, right? And not a, you know, like I said, like I said as well, like not a, a royal monarch, right? That That's or in a, a monarch decided by heritage, but like a chosen monarch, which sounds weird. But like, um, I had it as well when I was watching like Game of Thrones. I'm like, yeah, what like a large state needs is like a true competent leader who listens to his, uh, listen to, listens to uh, his, what is it? Uh, subjects, right? And makes the most proper decisions if because uh, then the response, sure, that's a large responsibility. I mean, Husoke gave arguments, I think, also against. Uh, oh, yeah, he said, like, it's it's a very low chance that somebody has the fortune and, um, what is it, genetics, I think, or something like that, um, to both be a competent ruler and be born into a position where he can make that happen, right? So basically, if you're wealthy, it's, it's a higher chance you will get to a higher authority. But if you're poor, but you're very competent, well, it's harder for you to get there. I mean, it's not impossible because, you know, that's just a simple fact of hierarchy. People that are more competent will rise up. Um, so, uh, what was he arguing? Well, the basic principle, I've overlooked a couple of things and I may have to reread parts, uh, but, but that a monarch is better. And I'm like, I really agree with that. I'm like, damn, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A monarch for a larger state um, is better. Uh, then he is like, okay, what is the best way to uh, rule a state, right? Uh, which something uh, also uh, uh, Plato or Socrates, because I don't like to credit Plato for things that Socrates said uh, that's so retarded, even though he wrote it down. Um, you know, just just because you make the court transcript doesn't make you the person saying that. Like, that's so stupid. Um, uh, I was going to say... Um, he argues, and uh, <laughs> I kind of summarized it in, in a phrase, like a kind of in a meme. Um, basically, Rousseau's statement or, or view on what's the best government is, is like, oh, best government? Depends on who I'm trolling. You know, that's kind of his <laughs> vision on that. Basically, in that, he says that formulating something as uh, government as static is an incorrect way of looking at it, right? So when you say... Oh, like democracy is best or monarchy is best. Um, you're making a flaw in your thinking in that every re uh, every region and every um, population has different needs. Again, considering the the population ratio or uh, governmental ratio, like say you have only a thousand people in your nation, just hypothetically, right? Um, a democracy will be best best suited. But um, if it's a giant nation, right? Like I don't know, something like Russia a monarch is most suited, uh, which is funny because we kind of have that now, but we hide it under the veil of uh, democracy to make it look nice because everybody loves to hear the word democracy because democracy implies that your um, <laughs> your self-interest are being taken care of the most and, every, and you're, most you're most liberated, right? That your own self-interest is most secure, uh, which is definitely not the case, um, I would say, in modern ruling, but you know, that's, that's not our subject. But basically, um, how to explain this? 
I mean, Rousseau also argues that actually, if the general will is aimed towards a common collective, you know, anyone anyone else that doesn't uh, have fit in that general um, general will will uh, fall outside of that state. You know, they will be exiled or they will be punished, um, which is you know very much to what we have now, which I fucking hate. Um, so yeah, and also like uh, that's kind of the social cause, right? It's like the kind of the shaming <laughs> people do if they are not acting according uh, to what the social pact entails, right? Uh, which is so goddamn annoying for my pragmatic self, but I understand it more now. How by doing that you're securing your own position more, right? Um, they're not. They don't actually necessarily care uh, about. Well, they do care, but like it's not that they actually have like a conviction um that they care so much about everybody and feed the poor and all that crap it's more like if i say i, I want to feed the poor when i get poor i have a higher chance of you know being raised up and i'm like oh okay that's how it is um sure i could be wrong here so uh, leave a comment if you actually <laughs> could elaborate on that thought in terms of if you disagree or whatever because uh, I would love to hear about it, because it's pretty uh, complex, complex voice crack um, issue and or idea, and I do not fully comprehend it because I have my blind side uh, or my shortcomings, right? But uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, that, that was one of the major principles in the... the so it's, uh, it's constant change against a dynamic government. Um, and and uh, what's the other thing he talked about? Oh, he also talked about how... Um, Religion and like religious religious issues and political issues are one and the same in that uh, I don't know the exact reasoning, but they, they came down to the same thing, which I thought was pretty interesting how actually most problems are um, are, are fundamentally a religious one or a belief one. And sure, you could say, I don't want to sound like this annoying, pretentious uh, Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson wannabe who's like, every war that ever existed was because people had different ideas. Like, yeah, no shit. But more like um, coinciding, and he does it in a very clever way, and I can't really describe it now, but like basically um, saying both of those coincide of the same idea was pretty interesting. How... Every, uh, I think he said, like, every nation is entitled to their own gods, right? And um, he said that the Greeks, for example, um, what's the word? He, they would pray that the, the enemy, uh, the, the gods would abandon abandon them, right? Because they didn't want to, they didn't want to inherit bad gods. The same, uh, the same way that they didn't want to inherit their bad laws. So the, the, every nation is entitled to their own religion, um, and synonymously synonymously jesus fancy words everybody um synonymously uh they can keep all their laws because in their eyes their religion or their um their laws right are superior and therefore they want to keep they want to throw all that old shit out um and i guess the most fundamental political thing is religion in that sense right in terms of um they're the laws that govern people. I mean, it's no shit that, you know, Ten Commandments and all that crap. Um, it's uh, it's fundamentally political, he says, or asynonymous, is that the right word? Or is it synonymous uh, with, um, with uh, yeah, religion and politics are synonymous. So the thought was pretty interesting as, a, uh, as an idea. Um, so I was going to say, 
Yeah, I mean, in the conclusion, he doesn't really give like a very good size breakdown of how exactly a government a government should be ruled. Uh, he just makes like general points, and there was a whole whole part about it in it uh, about what's the word? There was a whole part about it with um, where he talks about like the Roman uh, Empire and how it was so superior. He also likes to jack off to that shit. You know how superior the Roman Empire is. My God, um, even though it definitely had fucking shortcomings. Um, but yeah, he, he lost his idealistic view of it. I don't know what Rousseau's type is, by the way. Damn, I said it's American. Rousseau, um, Rousseau's um, type is. I mean, I I figured he was some like affiliative, but he could also, he's very logical. I can definitely deduce that or conclude that um, going by his uh, statements. Um, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's also one thing I noticed when reading it, I, I kind of laughed a lot when I'm reading it. I never thought I would like laugh on a book, uh, a philosophical book, like a, a philosoph what is it? philosophical politic politics. Is that the right word? Uh, or political philosophy. That's the right word. Sorry. Um, I would never thought I would laugh at that and genuinely be entertained at like the person writing it. But Rousseau is pretty funny. Um, not going to lie. Uh, you made some pretty funny remarks. Um, <laughs> when reading it, uh, especially if he gave an example, I'm like, oh my god, that's actually kind of brilliant and funny. Um, not, not necessarily with intent, I think. I mean, maybe it is. Um, yeah, for example, he would say, like, um, I, I, I oblige the person reading this uh, to have his full concentration, for I cannot, like, uh, something like, I cannot basically force people when they read me uh, through my words to concentrate more. And I was like, that's that's kind of funny <laughs> saying that. Um, anyway, um, that was the social contract. It's pretty good. Um, I um, It wasn't like super influential for me, I think, but I do understand the nature more of like affiliativeness and uh, maybe also religion uh, and uh, polit politics, how they intertwine more than I thought before uh, and how Actually, now that I think about it, like uh, certain points got clarified in terms of how the world is now. Like, for example, um, you know, in the Scandinavian countries, they really like to embrace the idea of socialism, right? And 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 every news source, every like leftist news source, because you know most news sources are more left leaning, especially in the U.S. Because um, how how could that be? Maybe uh, due to the J word, the word I can't say because it's those people own most of YouTube. Um, <laughs> um, Basically, um, they, they argue that uh, through democracy and socialism is all good, but then they don't realize that uh, countries that enable that the most have like a lower population density and a general lower population. So it's, it's easier to regulate because it's less concentrated and there's less chance of rebellion, right? Um, that's also, I think, uh, Rousseau talks about how, um, how if, if the population is more densely packed, Right, and he, get, he gives some actually some pretty stupid reasons uh, as to why, um, like he said, for example, that uh, what was it again? Like the person in in Western uh, countries live less like shorter lives because they eat meat or something, and like my my keto brain just turned on. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Right? I mean, if you're arguing that fasting increased our lifespan, yeah, sure, maybe. Um, but I was trying to puzzle that together with how that is now. Um, yeah, my, my brain still hasn't figured it out yet. Um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, like basically, they would argue that socialism is okay or uh, 
like they like to pride themselves. Like, yes, she is. See, we can be affiliated and all nice and like give everybody the same share. It's like, no, only in those countries because like they're the, the population density and uh, what's the word? population generally right is lower so it's it's easier to maintain that um again what well, Rousseau would argue in terms of that ratio right um because like in larger countries uh or very populous countries that's not gonna work right um it, it's you can't distribute all that shit equally um but it's a very large nation right because you're going to be uh dispersing desires within that nation more so than if it was a smaller nation i mean it's Logically speaking, um, I mean, Huzo, of course, described that way better because I'm not as smart as he is, um, but I'll explain it. Um, that made a lot of sense for me, and I think that's a pretty good criticism for all these, like, overly optimistic uh, liberal ideas or socialist ideas. Um, taking, not taking it, like, they like, again, those people, I think, uh, have the delusion of just pure, oh, if you're good, you know, everything will be good, and if you shared, everything will be shared, like, uh, that type of shit. Um, when if you actually look at uh, the best self-interest, you know, if in the way Rousseau does, he argues actually no. If you if you act according to self-interest, you will get this. You will actually get monarchy instead of democracy or whatever the fuck you you know, uh, whatever. What is the word? Uh, ah fuck. What is the word? Plural? No. Uh, I guess sharative. Uh, what's the word? Egalitarian, is that the right word? Like equal, I suppose, uh, mindset, right? Um, I, thought, I thought it was interesting. So yeah, I had a grander point to make about Rousseau and all that shit, but um, I kind of forgot uh, or lost my train of thought. Um, I'll, I'll pick it up at some point again, or maybe when I uh, <laughs> re uh, review it is again, I'll like get back to it and add it in a little note or whatever with text. Um, maybe I'll, I'll do it now. So. Uh, but yeah, um, generally speaking, it was just inter interesting reading this, and I noticed um, the more I was uh, the more I was reading uh, all this stuff like 1984 and Animal Form and the Social Contract, I noticed, um, especially the more I read now, if it's not just self help, you know, shit, um, a lot of knowledge coincides or like intertwines with each other or uh, overlaps. Um, I thought I think that's interesting, right? So when when reading uh the social contract like i made connections with 1984 and uh when i also that applies to uh like uh mbti students and stuff like that i mean this is just like thinking right it's just corollary like te life um but how to explain it i think it's it's, it's a weird feeling right because like um the more the more i consume this type of or well i say consume it's more like learn these things the more everything kind of intertwines right and the more clear picture you get about um well just many things right like and even the most uh, unrelated uh fictional piece seeming un unrelated um it's gonna have like a lot of like, suddenly make will be made a lot clearer through um your your i guess uh, what is it uh crystallized knowledge um which is interesting right um i find it interesting I don't know if you find it interesting, but whatever. Um, I don't know what, what, why you're here listening to me if it was uninteresting to you. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I still have a, lot, a large reading list to go through. Um, I, I'm i going to update it because, like, right now it's like 500-ish books, something like that. Like, close to 500. 
um, um, just over, I think. Um, but I, I have like, I over the last year or so or two years, I got like a shit ton more recommendations. Um, and I also just a lot, a lot of them I've saved, um, but not added. So I will be updating that. Uh, it's going to take a little while though, um, because, you know, <laughs> or I need to have all these data points in it and I don't have really have an automatic system for it. I wish I did. I should probably get on that, get on that at some point. But right now I have to do it manually, uh, which is fine because it's, you know, it's for the good of the people. Um, you know, uh, I do it out of the kindness of my heart, I guess. Um, I guess I, I do it out of the kindness of my heart, I guess. There's no doubt about that. Um, so that other people can learn and, you know, know, know where to start for my fellow ITJs and INFJs out there, because I know how hard it can be for you guys. Uh, trust me, I do. Um, and um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to update that uh, and I'm probably going to. Yeah, I'm probably going to create a link for that so people can uh, get that emailed or some other way um, so they can, you know, <laughs> have some basic footing basically for, for where to go. I have just a basic reading list because, yeah, again, a lot of people don't know what to do. They don't know what to, where to start with information. I didn't. I just kind of, at some point, I just, uh, I just started with, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson. Like I uh, took his list and I kind of just add, added. W w w first, I just added what seemed interesting. After that, I like added everything. Um, then I took the CSJ list and like you know general recommendations. And, and now it's like, you know, just like with movie recommendations. And this is just general like. What is it? Law of manifestation. I do believe in that right now. I kind of talked about it last episode. Like I do believe in the law of manifestation. Like the more you desire a certain thing, the more it will occur to you. Um, you know, of course, because like NI is like, I want this thing. Okay, make the reality happen where that thing is the case, right? Um, somewhat like almost like logical if you think about it, right? <laughs> if I want thing, then thing will happen or thing will manifest. Um, so um, yeah, I'm gonna do that for people. And you know, also, I will. I my current goal is to really complete the the C star reading list like this, like by the end of this summer. So around September, I want to be done with it, so I can actually move on to philosophy. And um, after philosophy, I want to move on to um, what was it? I mean, there are some other books, but like first C star list, then philosophy, um, then I think some Jordan Peterson uh, stuff, then fiction. Uh, and then like other recommendations, um, but it, it can still be very dynamic. But like the CJ list and uh, the the philosophy thing is pretty. Um, what's the word? That that's not gonna change, right? That's gonna be a consistency, I guess. Um, that's gonna be interesting because I mean, some of the books that CJ recommends are really bad. And again, I will probably make a tier list on that so people in the community can know where to actually engage on and what to just avoid and never read um not because i disagree with it but because it's just bad like it's just poor information if that makes sense um what's poor information though that's like your subjective bias and you're like if i croissant like you don't actually know what's good or bad like shut the fuck up please just shut the fuck up like i'm trying to help you out here okay something such a cynical cunt about it um <laughs> um i was gonna say but yeah, these, 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 uh, even though I read these books as, as a sort of a side thing, because um, I was like busy with other stuff, uh, right now I can really focus on that and I will try to like do two to three hours of reading every day. Um, 
yeah, and really like informed informed the public about it. It's funny because Rousseau kind of argued the same thing about, uh, or argued the thing that he he lives in a very privileged position, right? Yeah, I think it was no, of nobility or whatever. And he was like, okay, well, I have a certain obligation I feel to, to the people that are less fortunate um, than me. Uh, so I will do my like intellectual, his intellectual, for him it's intellectual, right? Um, uh, contribution. And I feel like I have the same thing where it's like, I have certain knowledge, I have certain resources, you know, I, I live in a certain, I have a certain life, uh, which is in some capacity more fortunate than others, uh, and others maybe um, more uh, unfortunate. Um, but like, you know, uh, I still have an obligation or responsibility with that. Uh, even though I, I would love to be this selfish, um, only care about my status, about my treasure, INTJ, but I'm, I'm kind of past that. Maybe they will come back at some point, but for, for the time being, I'm not like that. I really want to share my treasure with people as much as I can for nothing, just for free, um, you know, out of the goodness, out of my heart. And I'll, again, I'm not trying to prop myself above everybody. Like, oh, look at me. I'm like way better than every INTJ ever because I'm like actually giving. Uh, no, but it's like, I've, I've just learned it doesn't benefit you. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's kind of what Rousseau argues for, right? Like, it doesn't, ultimately, it doesn't benefit you. I mean, Jordan Peterson does it as well, right? Like, ultimately, if even if you were the most selfish motherfucker on the, on, on the planet, um, it wouldn't benefit you in the long term um, in your self-interest. So it's contradictory. So if you actually, um, if you actually do aim for the good and the good of others, your self-interest will be better. Which is interesting because th 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 by that by that logic, the most selfish person is the most giving person, almost. Right? I, I don't know. I thought it was such an interesting uh, observation, um, um, not just on a moral level. Like, oh, that sounds really good because like selfish person is now a good person. Like, I'm I'm not trying to argue with that stupid um, <laughs> morality, even though you know it does sound good, but um, it's almost that a selfish person. Um, uh, is actually shooting himself in the foot uh, when he's being selfish. So you can't be evil, so to speak, or you can't be incredibly selfish, um, uh, but but still benefit other people. That's, I don't know, I think that's amazing in terms of, it's, it's a, to a pragmatic person, that sounds so amazing, because it's like, oh, I can, I can be evil, I can be actually, um, yeah, I could just be evil, quote unquote, right? That's how I feel the folks see it, I guess. Um, I could be a pragmatic person, Yet it still it still gives off the perception that I give a shit, um, which is not what I'm trying to do. By the way, with my whole channel here, I'm not saying like <laughs> I'm not saying like oh I'm doing all this out of the goodness out of my heart, but actually I'm just selfish. I mean, ultimately, um, it is selfish, right? Uh, what I'm doing here, maybe philosophically, philosophically speaking, right? Uh, it's it's selfish to do this. Um, because like it benefits me in the long term because people will give me a claim and I like a claim and all that stuff, but I'm not doing that for that particular reason. I'm like, okay, I know even if I'm the most selfish person that if doing good uh, produce, uh, uh, or sorry, if I do good around people, it produces a better result for me, right? Um, might as well enjoy doing the thing for other people, if that makes sense, right? I like to be all cynical about it. Like, okay, I guess I'll do something for the benefit of other people. It's like, I'm just gonna be positive about it. I'm just gonna be fuck it. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy it because uh, um, why wouldn't you be happy or satisfied when the only way your trajectory 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 Jesus I can't fucking English like why can I so say some fucking words easily but otherwise I'm just like total mind fart or yeah um, so 
uh, or brain fart, whatever, same thing. Um, yeah, it's still benefit. Fuck me. The, tra the trajectory goes up when uh, it when that with that mentality, anyways. So why not adopt that in the first place? That's I guess what I learned from it, right? Um, like, don't actually. Well, you can do that, but like, if you, because you know, if you're anything like me. Um, you don't like this thing of being like, oh, being good for the sake of being good. I think that's retarded. Like, um, some people don't deserve good. Some people act like dickheads. Some people need to be punished, right? Some people, uh, fairness needs to be, um, what's the word? Enforced. I had a different word in my head, but like, didn't, didn't fit. Um, it, has, it has to be enforced, right? It has to be maintained. Um, and we don't, <laughs> I mean, this is just my inner crusader talking, I guess. Like, if you just assume that everybody's good and assume everybody, well, for, uh, and, uh, you assume you want to have the best for everybody always. Well, first off, that's naive as fuck. Um, and second, um, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot in the long term. I mean, that's kind of interrelates with point one. But um, so many, I, I, I mean, I notice especially with like INFJs and ENFPs, like they're so goddamn... I want to say gullible, right? Because that's like an INTJ. I mean, INFJs are still a little gullible, not gonna lie. Uh, that's why I can social engineer them so easily. Um, but there, there's there's a certain what's the word? Naivete when they when they speak or when they discuss things. Like they haven't considered the parasitic nature that some people have. I'm not saying people are pers uh, pers uh, parasitic, just people can be parasitic. I mean, literally the movie Parasite discusses this, right? About like, it's literally called Parasite, um, about how, you know, p poor people a lot of the times are things like, oh, they're starving and they're sick and oh, you should feel bad for them. And Parasite, um, Bong Joo-ho, Bong Joo-ho, that's his name, I think. He kind of describes that. No, actually, um, poor people are fucking vicious. Like they will just leech anything off you to be in your position, right? Okay, not all of them, of course, but like, um, that's that's a that's a uh, perspective that a lot of people don't consider. It's like, oh, you're less fortunate. Um, that doesn't mean you're less uh, that you're uh, incompetent. That doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're uh, like bad in your nature. It just means like circumstance brought you to that, and that's partially true. Um, but you know, if if you're really like a naturalist or something, or very you know, enlightened area type thinker, but um, there's more nuance to it, right? Because uh, ultimately, I believe at least that competence uh, wins out in the long term, right? If you if you're a hardworking group of people and you make big changes and you, and you every day you try to improve yourself and to try try proving people around you, um, and uh, sometimes go outside the system because I think that's the handicap a lot of SJs make. If you go outside that and uh, for once be interest-based and pick your destiny, I think you can change it in the long term, right? Um, and of course, people are kind of like uh, bring up some statistic or some case where that's not the case. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, that that's not the case. But I think generally, you know, of course, competent people rise up to the top and, um, you know, the other people can try to repress it, but ultimately, you know, it's almost like destiny. They'll, they'll fade, fade wins out, and um, the true competent people will uh, rule out, I suppose. And that's not always poor people. Sometimes the people at the top are already the most confident. I mean, highly, it's highly the case they are, right? Unless it's like hereditary, um, which again, Rousseau like hates that idea of like a hereditary king. It's like the worst form of government in his opinion, which I think is interesting um 
yeah, it does make sense. Like, if you're just an incompetent son of a very competent king, there's no guarantee the son will be as good, you know, despite what all you fucking SIUs want to argue that if one per if one thing happened before, it shall happen again. Like, uh, there no, there's no guarantee of that. Um, nope. Uh, maybe he has, like, a certain disposition for it, but, like, he could be just born in a different place, have different people around him. You know, the, the circumstance is different. Therefore, a different person is bred. A different person is created, right? There's still consistencies, but there's no guarantee, right? Um, that's, I guess, my, uh, <laughs> again, getting a little annoyed with uh, arrogance TISI users or AKA Crusaders, I guess, uh, or just SI users generally. I mean, again, I don't hate them. It's just all uh, the criticism I have on them because every type has its flaws, right? Um, and the quicker we admit that, the easier we, we can get along with each other, right? And I don't want everybody to get along. That's also stupid. But, you know, respect each other's boundaries, I suppose. And just, you know, if needs be, not talk with each other and understand that you don't have to talk to each other. Because, I mean, I try to not necessarily hate my enemies. Um, if you know, my, my vicious revenge power really likes it. My uh, eyes have changed. It's like, oh man, it would be the right thing to do to just punish that motherfucker. Uh, you know, just cut, off, cut his head off like guillotine style. It's really satisfying, right? Seeing that thing chop, you know, you know, and it's done. I'm, I'm not advocating for mass murder, by the way. I'm just like, <laughs> mentally, that's what's going on with me. Like, the mental decapitation of somebody is pretty, uh, uh, it's pretty satisfying. Yeah, you can take that out of context, by the way. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? Um, give me a sec. Uh, yeah, I mean, relational thinking, reading list. Uh, yeah, and I also generally just like, there's a, there's a real uh, tranquility I have right now when I'm just like fully engaged within a story. And a lot of people are like, oh, the joy of reading. I guess I'm, that's what I'm describing. Although I would say that same joy could be felt in other things. Like people like to be so superior when it comes to reading. They're like, oh my God, reading is the best thing ever. Cause like, it's my hobby and like my experience. So I like it more uh, and therefore, uh, any any other form of media consumption is inferior to mine because like you know Jordan Peterson likes to argue this as well where it's like well you know a book uh, it's like a portal um, there there you can you can st start anywhere you can uh, begin uh, anywhere I mean uh, the author of um, I have no mouth and I'm a scream I forgot his name he has the same thing it's like oh you can go yeah, sorry he doesn't have a Jordan Peterson but fuck it I'll just do it anyway well you can you know you can go reverse you can go straight forward you can stop anytime you can have uh, intimate uh, intimate you can have intimate interpretations you can have infinite interpretations of what happens um so it's the perfect form of media it's like shut the fuck up please like <laughs> it's not the perfect form of media okay you don't have a visual um, input with books, for example. You don't have any sound with books, right? That's why different forms of media exist. You dance, well, voice crack. Do dance, motherfucker. Like, goddamn. I'm not gonna edit it out, by the way. I'm just, I'm just exposing myself like that. I don't care. Uh, ENFPs will appreciate that probably. The ENTPs, yeah. Wink, wink to you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I know what you guys like. Um, <laughs> so, um, mm. There are certain limitations with books, right? Although I would argue the, um, what is it? The imaginative part, the figurative, figurative part, is that it? Um, of a of a book is is uh, quite exceptional, right? Because the only limits are your imagination, I suppose, which is you know pretty cool. But you don't hear books, right? You, you can't see what actually is happening. What was the author's true interpretation? Sure, you could say, well, imagination is worth more than those actual manifestations. But I'm like, well. You can't get the 
ethereal feeling of like, uh, what's the word? Like seeing something like Braid, Run Bra Braid Runner. Braid Runner, what are you whining? <laughs> like, uwu quote, uh, cutie ass, you know, cutie anime voice. Um, no, in Blade Runner of uh, 2049, you, uh, there's, there's no way in a book to describe that. It gives you the same feeling as seeing that, like, in a cinema with, like, um, you know, the music blasting and the fucking, uh, the, uh, what, is, what is his name? Uh, Roger, Roger Deacon's cinematography, right? Um, there's, no, there's no way of comparing that. Um, there's like there's an actual sensation that goes a whole dimension of sensation that goes with that. So I don't I don't think that books are superior uh, to all other forms of media. I think anyone who parades that is the fucking boomer and needs to get his head out of his out of his ass. Every form of media has its downsides, right? Just like every type has its downsides. And and the more people like to parade themselves as better than ever, than everything else or everybody else uh, is, in my opinion, fundamentally wrong. Which is funny because that's contradictory. Because then I, at that point I'm. Proclaiming my, <laughs> I, I'm not saying my opinion is better than anyone in that regard. I'm just saying I think there's a, a contradiction in that part, or like it's not a healthy mindset to have, I guess. Um, and you, you probably shouldn't do it. That's my at least. That's what I advise. I don't know if I'm actually right about that. Um, you know, because some that's it's funny because some people ask me like advice, you know, on Discord or some shit, like health advice or that crap, and I, I keep telling them, hey, listen. I'm not an expert. Listen, uh, I don't know everything about this, but then almost like paradoxically, uh, they start to think of me more as that. And I'm like, hey, if, uh, if any of you guys are watching this, hey, uh, again, I'm not an expert. I, I don't know shit. Like I have so many things to actually look into, right? And uh, even if I complete my full reading list of like 1500 books, um, right? Um, I could still make fundamental uh, flaws in my reasoning or in what I... Uh, was it re well, not necessarily reasoning? Just, just I can have wrong beliefs, right? Even considering all that knowledge pool, um, but I mean, it, it will be more informed, I guess. And I, I that's what I want to give people. I just want to give people information so they can make up their own fucking minds, right? Because uh, <laughs> technically speaking, the fire user can make up his own mind if we're talking like exact terms, right? Because I can just believe something, uh, which is funny because recently I had a bit of a discussion in the, in the on my server, right? Where people were like, or there's one dude who was like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> can you like think anything of your own? I'm like, well, if I just give you what I believe, which is intrinsic, right? Because it's my feeling, it's how I feel about it. Uh, you will say that it's not, um, it's not appropriate for discussion, right? Because it's not logical or it's not, uh, it's not in a thinking. And it's just like, well, I don't care about how you feel about it. It's about what's true and what's, you know, statistical or whatever the fuck. But if I then bring up statistics or what other people have said or TIs have said, and then you say, oh, you're just parroting what they have said. Like, can you think anything of your own? You're requesting me to be a TI user. I am not. I can still have TI critic. Right, but I have to think really, really, like a really, really long time about something before I can conclude it. And even then, you know, because like TI is a, is a perfectionistic, or sorry, uh, your critic function is a perfectionistic function, I can never get, go there for certain, right? Again, it's like a asymptote, right? I don't know if that's the right English word, by the way. Um, like, um, it, it can go really, really close to that, and you kind of have to just be satisfied at a certain point, right? At a certain point, I was just like, okay, I've, I've watched every fucking typology video, I've, I've retyped myself, I've asked several people, I've seen myself act over time now, paying attention, and other people have observed me how I act over time, um, 
I'm pretty certain I'm an INTJ, okay? And unless there is some really fucking good explanation why I'm not, um, I will just maintain that I am, right? Because I think the best way to live by a truth, well, I just said it already, to prove a truth is by living by it. And if it's consistent and it keeps working for you, um, it's probably true. And sure, you could say it changes, which I would also argue it does change. But um, in, in my example with my type, if I act like an INTJ, if everybody perceives me as an INTJ, if I, in my own judgment, I'm an INTJ and um, all my actions prove that I'm an INTJ, well, there's no doubt in my mind, if the data proves, you know, in my speech, in the way I talk, in the, my cognitive transitions, has the most um, correspondence with me being an INTJ, well, I'm just going to act like an INTJ. I'm not going to sit here forever and try to argue the true nature of my psyche, right? Because um, um, some people will still say, well, I think you're an, uh, an ENFP. I think you're uh, an ENTP, somebody like that, right? Because you're like, you're informative or something. Uh, while they don't realize, like naturally speaking, I'm incredibly shy. Uh, I mean, I've worked on it, but like in the past, especially I've been incredibly shy and um, I'm, I'm just lost in social situations. Um, Okay, not again, not as much now. Uh, I've changed, but like, um, I'm very direct. And mostly, if, if if somebody's just actually just being his natural ENTP or ENFP, I just shut up and listen. Uh, much to uh, some stereotypes, there, uh, what's the word? Surprise, right? In that, I, I bullshit so much, right? Almost like a fucking woman babbling on about shit, um, just to give as much. TE dump right right to people so they can like think about it uh, almost almost too much because sometimes TI is like holy shit you need to shut up I'm like my brain is processing what you said 10 minutes ago and you're like going on about a total different thing now uh sorry triple move but I guess um but they will argue like oh yeah you're you're an ESP you're an ENFP uh due to that informative nature but like um they get really surprised when I suddenly then uh like turn the tables and like I listen completely to them to what they're saying and they're like whoa it's all it's almost like intimidating because I'm like I switch back to my ITJ right um and then they're like whoa like you're actually like paying full attention to me and, and, and like <laughs> it was with your crazy uh and I gaze right and I uh, intense gaze and like kind of intimidated now and I don't know what to do it's like mm, I was kind of like I was giving you comfort by taking initiative in the conversation so you don't have to you know, <laughs> be all uncomfortable and think I'm uh, will judge your mask or something, and you feel like vulnerable because I've I'm actually listening to your experience. And you're, you don't usually have that, um, so yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, again, uh, generally, just like I don't think I'm an expert at anything. I um, I'm in a constant process of um, rediscovery, I guess, because. Is that what the human psyche is about? It's about rediscovery, right? It's, um, who said that again? Was it Plato? It's like all process of learning is, uh, is discovery or something or rediscovery. I don't know if that's actually 100% true, but I, does, I do think it applies to like INJs because you know Plato is an INFJ. Because um, he took all the credit from an ETP, by the way, which I, I, just, I, I just don't like that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, again, but, but people seem to actually ask me shit, like very, <laughs> very stupid shit. Well, I would say stupid and just like comical, I guess is the right word, where it's like, oh, you're asking me this? Like, why why do you see me an expert on fucking, um, I don't know, this is one guy, for example, who asked like, what kind of toothpaste I use? I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> for real? Like, I can give you an answer, but like, um, you know, 
uh i thought it was funny um and and if you're watching us by the way i don't know his exact name anymore but like uh i, I don't mind ask if people ask those questions it's just it's just very bizarre to suddenly have that right especially, especially considering my uh limited knowledge on things i would say um if you know people like to argue that i'm like very knowledgeable uh like I, I, that's optimistic though because like um if they already think that i'm knowledgeable now like how knowledgeable will i be like in a year or like when i you know when i've when i've completed quote unquote by reading list because you know i mean i want to have some point of satisfaction that's why i take like uh milestones right like okay if the csj is uh reading list is complete if the jordan peterson list is complete etc it's like it's sections uh but yeah like it will probably not cease to um grow maybe for a little while and now i'll have some satisfaction but the after a short period i'll just get bored um sure it will give me a lot more tranquility though that that idea that i finished something and really like you know it's almost it's, it's almost like sex itself right where <laughs> after you finished um it's like all these fucking um what is it, oxytocin or whatever gets released and then you're all like tranquil and uh you're uh, satisfied about it um instead of being in this constant anxious state like almost sexually repressed but then like intellectually that's that's like the most ITJ thing i've ever said um <laughs> so um yeah I, I think there will be uh periods i suppose like literal periods to uh uh, the, um, the engagement in that uh, reading list and i hope um i, I oblige you guys to also um take responsibility for that and try to um work along with me with that in terms of like also re uh, getting going for the reading list and sure you don't have to read every book i read but like at least being in the process of improvement uh, i like that right i like that i think that's a good way to go about i think um I think uh, Goddess or Diva right now she's called because she you knows she changed her name. Um, hi again, by the way. I mentioned you also previous episode um, that we, there should be some kind of accountability page on my Discord, and I think that's that's pretty good. I I also saw it all on um, like Hamza, like uh, that YouTuber. I'm, I'm like I, I joined the server. I don't like him as much though, but um, sometimes you know even the people you, you dislike still have good insights. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. You know who, who I'm talking about. Um, Mm. yeah some type of accountability channel but I, I have to like sort out the discord generally though um that's coming though people like don't worry um i'm an SEO user i care about that shit so um it will come and uh do not come i'm gonna come um <laughs> was that impression good it felt it was pretty good so um uh yeah that's 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 on the way and um yeah i'm really again i'm excited i'm uh I'm uh, actually kind of like starting now uh, and the ball's just starting to roll and I don't know the extent of the force it will have when it, like the moment it's down, you know, down the, the what is it, snow hill. I was trying to sound poetic, but I like, but my mind just failed. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, um, I want to, yeah, I, th I think I'll end it there. Um, there's nothing really I want to discuss besides that. Um, I mean, there is maybe, but I'll, I'll just fucking do it next week. Uh, if you're if you're around next week, by the way, and if you, if you are, you're like weekly. Uh, I love you guys. Come on, give me a, give me a kiss. I uh, love all of you. Um, and yeah, I, I do want to uh, make these a little more topic focused. Though, like now, I kind of wrote down a couple topics I want to talk about. It's also easier for me to edit, even though I'm going to outsource editing at some point. Um, but yeah, I want to. What's the word? 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just talk about it next week and uh, yeah, make it more focused, I guess. And also, I really want to work on those uh, essays, those reviews, because uh, you know, I know you guys are waiting for it. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys actually watch this shit, because uh, it could be totally different every time. But uh, there seems to be a uh, seems to be a group of people who likes these. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to all you guys. Um, but yeah, I uh, I do need to put like an effort though in terms of the quality of my content, because um, I notice I do notice every time I actually do put effort in and like. I can like, can, I can like, uh, what's the word? Physically strained from something in terms of like, or mentally in terms of really having to think about something. I notice it all, always pays off. Like every every time I have, the more pain I have with a project, the more it pays off for the long term, uh, which is like the concept of wisdom and you know, Christianity, I guess. But whatever. Um, I'll just round it off here. Otherwise, I'll just keep on rambling for like two hours. Holy shit! Like I've been actually a long talking for a long time. Anyway. Um, yeah, I want to thank everybody for watching and uh, or listening, whatever you're doing. Uh, I don't judge. Um, I mean, I do judge, but not in that regard. I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Um, yeah, join the Discord, I guess. Uh, I guess, join the Discord. Um, leave a comment, do whatever to uh, support me. And um, yeah, su subscribe if you really want to. Uh, I, I always feel awkward saying that, but chirp, like if you really want to, go ahead. Um, so you get always get notifications when I upload next time, so you don't forget, because uh, you know people are forgetful. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's enough for me. I'm I'm done rambling. Um, I think I'll see everybody in the next one. Bye bye. Fuck bitches, get money.